Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? It's the Melchester Odyssey again. Here we are looking at the best of Royal Rovers 1980s book. Uh, get yourself a copy. There's still some online. Uh, it's at a highly inflated price now because of the interest generated by this series of podcasts. But get one. Then listen back to all the episodes again and follow it along in the book. What else is there to do with your lives at the moment? Not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Here yeah. we are. Uh, we are up to, uh, I don't know which month of the thing is. It's getting up to uh, spring 82, I think. Um, and I'll just read the bit at the beginning that brings us up to speed. It actually says at the very top, it tells us a little bit of a preview of what's going to happen. It just says, a fluke clearance produced a stunning goal. So we'll see what that is at some point. It tells us, Roy had been hoping for a resounding victory over Dalton to celebrate his return to Melchester Rovers as manager, following his recovery, of course, from a gunshot wound. But the Rovers, carried away by the occasion, turned on a reckless, carefree display of football, which left them trailing 4-2 to the visitors. It's reckless. It's carefree. Mm. It simply won't do. That's the sort of football we like to see, reckless and carefree. It is, but usually we like to see, you know, goals at one end and not the other. But um, Mad football. the, The fucking Rovers have lost their minds because Racy's back. He's not on the pitch yet. He's only in the dugout, and I bet that is fucking got his ass twitching that he can't get out there oh, and get yeah, in a moment to sort it out. Because what normally what he does is just says, "Give the fucking ball to me." I feel I'll like score. a caged tiger, <laughs> and it's depressing yeah. watching these comps because <laughs> it's only when you stand back and look at them you realise how inferior they are to me as footballers <laughs> and men. I feel like a caged tiger, but one of the ones that's been drugged, so it can't kill. One of the ones that hasn't been wanked off by the keeper. You know that happens. They have to they wank them that. off. They do that half an hour before they open the gates to the visitors. Stops them going fucking mental. <laughs> Imagine that as your job. I wouldn't mind it. I often think what would I do if it all ended tomorrow? You know, if I got a bad injury. Wanking off. I mean, I'd do out because I'm a hard worker. I'm not one of these layabouts. You wouldn't see me fucking queuing up for the doll. No. I would get on my bike and find work. And if it was a matter of me wanking tigers off just while I found something a little bit more permanent, I'd fucking do it. There's this, this isn't a very uh, popular view, but to me, there's something noble about wanking off a caged jungle beast. I don't know what you think about it, but, you know, 
you're de- uh, it's not necessarily pleasant for you. But for the beast, you are doing a service to one of nature's most majestic creations. A service that it cannot do itself. Because, of course, as you know, tigers cannot wank themselves off because of their lethal claws. They would completely ruin their tiger cocks. And also, of course, those giant paws that they've got. It's impossible to wrap a giant paw around a tiger cock, which you is where use, I come in. You could use two. Not not ideal, you know, but either way, no. And so no wonder they're fucking angry, right? No wonder they look perturbed, right? They haven't had a wank in, well, ever, some of them. So the tiger, that's why... The tiger would have to lie on its back and bring its front paws down, wrap them around its cock, <laughs> and then wank. And that is not satisfactory for anyone. Nobody it's wants to good, see it at the zoo, put it that not way. Not good for its spine either. Think about it. It's not It's not a natural position for a tiger to be in, put it that way. <laughs> so, yeah, if I did get a terrible injury, like the sort we've seen far too many times before, I have thought it through. The pen and the kids would still need their money, right? And I'm sorry... People go on and on about the unemployment figures here in early 80s Britain, right? But at the end of the day, the economy is going through a massive transition, which, in my opinion, is long overdue. And there are some people who are fucking happy to sit on the sidelines claiming they're dull, right? And then fucking singing along to these daft songs that keep popping up on top of the pops every week, complaining, 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 complaining. What about these lads wham? They've just hit the fucking pop charts, right? And they're singing about the DSS, right? DHSS, as if it's something to aspire to. As if claiming benefits, living off the state, suckling at the teat of the nanny state, right? And going out and partying is a lifestyle to aspire to. No, George Michael, it is not. Get it's easy for a George job. fucking Michael to stand there on top of the pop singing, knowing he's making a few quid out of it, and he doesn't have to go down his local zoo and whack the tigers off at half eight every morning. Why don't you write a song about that? A lot of people would like to hear that. A song about wanking well, off a tiger. Things are changing. You know, we've got lots of pop lads coming in from the continent. Got lots of Asian lads coming over. They're happy to go down and wank the tigers off. No, why but there's some of these... British young lads doing it? The British lads, no, they think they're too good for it, don't they? There's a sense of entitlement amongst them. Well, I tell you what, you're going to fucking learn fast, right? Because there is, for every one of you, there is 20 Bangladeshi lads queuing up to wank a tiger off in the local zoo, right? There's going to be a lot of lads coming back from the Falklands in a few months once that's finished. They'll have nothing to do, just saying. Get real is all I'm saying. Yes, yes. Mrs. Thatcher has put the wheels in motion for a huge, disruptive rebrand, if you will, of the British economy. It's long overdue, right? And yes, there will be collateral damage, but it's for our long-term good. Society is dead. (laughs) We need to rebuild society in Maggie's image. It has to be done. I'm sorry. And, you know, Blackie says to me... You know, that his cousins up in Liverpool, they're struggling. They're, you know, there's a lot of unemployment. I see these daft programmes that everyone's talking about, boys of the black stuff. I think, do you know what? Your destiny's in your own fucking hands, yeah? Like a tiger's cock, it's in your own hands. It's in your own paws. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at me. 
Fine, I run a massive football club. I play for them and manage them. And I call all the shots, right? That's not easy, right? I'm from a normal background, just like a lot of these other lads, right? I am exceptionally talented at football and in business and management also. But that wasn't a blessing. Well, it was. It was a blessing. In a way, I was born with it. But I've still had to work hard, right? And I should be a shining beacon to all to your George Michaels, right? And who are the other lot? The specials. They're always fucking moaning on about stuff as well, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, I've been blessed, like I say, but I look at my son, Roy Jr., and I think, what hope has he got in this future, this dystopian Thatcherite future? And I think, Nout, I think he'd probably end up down the zoo wanking the Tigers off in a few years' time. I couldn't, but, to be honest, know, with that kid with his problems, I couldn't see him wang, even wanking off a Tiger. I'm not sure he's capable, no. At, no. at best, you'd have him wanking off the fucking Penguins. Or uh, maybe a giraffe. I'm worried when he gets the age where he tries to wank himself off, because he's that fucking daft, he'll probably yank the fucking whole thing off his body on his first stroke. Because I tell you what, and this is quite common amongst the lads who are, what would you say, I don't know what, you know, a bit touched in the nut like, which Roy Jr., I mean, Penny will tell you otherwise, she just says he's a bit slow. I'm fucking telling you, the lad's out where the buses don't run, right? But, Funny thing about him, he's that fucking strong. It's scary. He's only little. <laughs> the other day, he picked his fucking bed up clean over his head. He was like roaring like a fucking bear. I must admit, I shat myself for a minute. It was staggering to see. But you get that, you know. I've had to do a few personal appearances, charity-like, at the Funny Farm, right? And a lot of the kiddies, right, who are a bit nutty, they've got super strength. Super strength. And I think our Roy Jr.'s got that. And my problem is, is when he starts wanking himself off and he don't understand his own strength, bang, it's gone. And it'd be the same situation with the tiger. But if he yanks a tiger's cock clean off, right, there's going to be a lot of fucking insurance claims and whatnot, lawsuits going on, and I'll be the cunt paying the price for that. I think what I'm going to have to do is get down that zoo and maybe see if they'll sell me on the quiet couple of tranquilizer guns and some tranquilizer darts. Because <laughs> next time that bed's over his head, it's going to need sorting out. It's fucking terrifying. Neutralise him. He was like an angry bear. It was like when Gentle Ben goes mental in some episodes because he's, you know, he gets angered by some baddies. He was like this. (laughs) Roy, throw bed, daddy. I'm like, put the fucking bed down, Roy. Put it down and I'll get you a sweetie. (laughs) When Gentle Ben goes mental, Ben. They're the best ones. (laughs) They're good episodes, yeah. But when you see something like that in real life, I can tell you it's not fucking funny. Stop seeing your tracks. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, where were we? Yeah, uh, reckless, carefree display of football. Uh, right, in the first frame, there's a scrambled clearance by Charlie Carter, which is uh, illustrated by one of the Lampards in the crowd saying, Oh, scrambled clear by Charlie Carter. And Charlie the ball Car- is loose. <laughs> Fucking Charlie Carter is a shit keeper. He's a liability. Yeah, oh, he got dropped, didn't he? That kid got brought in. What yeah, the kid, kid brought in, but then he was quietly brought he back in. He disappeared, didn't he? Without much being mentioned about yeah. the kid. I know what went on now? there. I've got a strong feeling that there was a financial decision on the ba- on Roy's part. Like there was some sort of bonus scheme going right. on with... You know how he's getting backhanders from the players based on their own bonuses? Yeah, yeah. But Charlie Carter's a liability. You only ever see Charlie the Cat Carter making fuck-ups. 
Yeah. Um, and he says there, Carter goes, oops, as he slices it clear. And as you said there, the, the fans go, and the ball is loose. Dalton could still make it 5-2. <laughs> and no Baxter, it comes to him. And he does an overhead kick clearance. And he thinks to himself, not if Uncle Noel can help it. Way! Fucking prick. Two things there. First of all, fucking where hey. He's a professional footballer, albeit at the second division level. And he's fucking referring to himself as Uncle Noel. <laughs> and he's the on the fuck? youngest in the fucking squad yeah. as well. I mean, I'm glad he's just thinking it and not seeing it, but fucking sounds, hell. Sounds well noncy as well, doesn't it? Uncle Noel, yeah. Imagine if you just started going around calling yourself Uncle Andy. Nah, don't don't even go there. But, I mean, you know, fucking Noel Baxter, he's in the players' lounge after the game. They get young kids coming in, oh, photo opportunities and autographs, oh, and he's no. starting to refer himself as Uncle Noel. No, not good. <sighs> well, yeah, Especially looking good. the way he does. I mean, he looks a bit fucking iffy but with that ginger exactly, afro as it exactly. is. Exactly. I mean, this is how Adam Johnson yeah. got started. Yeah. We don't want that again. Um, so he does an overhead kick. Uncle Noel does an overhead kick. Way! Uh, I mean, he's pretty much um, a Lampard himself, isn't he? In the, as, like those in the crowd. He's got that yeah. kind of fucking mm. attitude about him. He's got something to say about fucking everything. Yeah. Well, that's one way of clearing the ball. Says someone in the upper tier of the stadium. Says some cunt. Yeah. Some cunt in raw fucking G in the upper tier. It's a fucking shit seat. Um, and it says, the ball carried to Vernon Elliott who simply helped it on its way. So it's route one stuff, this, because Baxter is in the penalty box when he overhead clears it. And it goes right up the pitch to Vernon Elliott. And look at that fucking... Let's First of all, let's look at Vernon Elliott's thighs. Gorgeous. I mean, it was Duncan Mackay's thigh we were looking at last week. And if if anything, Vernon Elliott's is, is better. Vernon Elliott is a really underrated player, in my opinion. Yeah. I think that he doesn't get enough credit because obviously Roy casts a shadow across the whole squad. But yeah. then after that, you got Blackie and there are other players like Duncan, Paco Diaz who get quite, you know, a little bit of residual attention. But for me, Vernon Elliott, he pops up with important goals. He's yeah. energetic up and down the mm-hmm. wing. You know, he doesn't shy away from his defensive duties like some wingers do, right? Often operating as a second fullback when they've got their backs to the wall, yeah. right? In his stats... Goals and assists, very decent, and seems like a nice lad. Beautiful muscular thighs. Very. I muscular, just think yeah. that he doesn't get the same attention as a lot of the other Melchester players. I mean, he's not a loud mouth. As, yeah. Noel Baxter is like a pretty average player, but because he's got this self-styled "I'm a bit of a character me" sort of yeah. thing about him, he gets more attention. I mean, Paco Diaz is seen as the kind of the creative influence of the team. Outside of Roy, yeah. The, I mean, the ethnic stereotype almost, if you like, of the creative flair player. Yeah. Um, and Vernon Elliott is, is overlooked a bit in that department. Am I going down an area I don't want to go into? Yeah, probably. Um, so anyway. I think we've said enough, but... So, yeah, so the ball carried to Vernon Elliott, who simply helped it on its way. I mean, he's volleyed the fucker by the looks of it. Um, and it whacks off the side of a Dalton defender's hand and head. He's fallen to the ground, holds his hand against his head, and it bounces off. 
And he goes, uh, That's heading for the far post, says a Lampard. And who's there? It's Kenny Logan. He was quickly becoming a pretty indispensable member of this team since Roy's been shot. Yeah. And I don't think Roy will be happy about that. So confusing that Kenny and uh, Noel look identical. Silly, isn't it? So, so easy not to have done that. Well, because Kenny's Scottish. And they've already got Duncan Mackay, who kind of looks like one sort of Scottish stereotype. A kind of hairy Sean, Viking you, sort of you know, like Why didn't they make him look like fucking Sean Connery? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or Billy Connolly. Yeah. The big yin. Mm. <laughs> but imagine that if Kenny Logan looked like a, a young Billy Connolly yeah. with a little well, chin beard, the long hair. Yeah. I mean, or if not Billy Connolly signed from Manchester. Killer Kill Klein. Yeah. Killer Kill Klein had that look, get. didn't he? Yeah, he did. Remember, but we no. deep dived Killer Kill Klein probably about two years ago. We went, we went into a Killer Kill Klein wormhole. Wormhole, yeah. He's got, he's got a website, hasn't he? And it's yeah, got some I can't remember write, much about writings it on it. I think there's some. Is there some gothic stories that his wife's written or something like that? Yeah, I think he's quite a poetic man. Yeah, we might return to that at some point. Yeah. We might get him as a human of honour. Who knows? Oh, it'd be perfect. Um, put it on the list. List of things yeah. to do. So yeah, Vernon Elliott uh, helps it on its way. Kenny Logan's there, diving header. Kenny Logan, yes! <laughs> and he's diving header straight in the back of the net. The Dalton defender just looks stunned. The keeper is rooted to the spot. The keeper who still looks like Paul Cooper of Ipswich. <laughs> uh, and it's in the back of the net. And the fan shouts, 4-3! The ball didn't touch the ground from the moment it hit Charlie Carter! It's a spectacular goal. And Very Roy, route one, but the thing about route one is people are always cynical about it, but fucking mm. hell. When, when you watch oh. and uh, yeah, it can be really exhilarating, exciting to watch. A goal like that, bang, 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 three touches, it's in. Yeah. It's better than fucking being bored to tears by <clears throat> um Pep Guardiola's patented ticker tacker, which my eight year old son summed up the other day brutally by going, Oh yeah, ticker tacker, isn't that when they just do loads of one twos? And I said, yeah, it's ba- that's basically what it means. But yeah. in it, tick-a-tacker means they do one-twos sideways and backwards as well as forwards. Mm. It's like pointless, pointless yeah. one-twos. But they gave it a fucking name. Everything to do with Pep Guardiola is completely fucking all about self-glorification. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's turned up to his first day of training at Barcelona and goes, right, lads. There's going to be a new system we're going to use, which means you constantly do one-twos. What, even backwards? Yeah, even yep. backwards. Backwards and sideways. I know. Doesn't make sense, does it? We'll fucking give it a go, right? Trust me, and, it'll make the games go quicker. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we want. So, Get the fuck so out of here. That's all he's ever done. And my other masterstroke, and also, P.S., um, I am going to have the team filled with all of the best players in the world. <laughs> Spend all pe- the money. That is Pep Guardiola's career, right? Barcelona, <laughs> just do loads of one-twos and have Lionel Messi in the team and be lucky enough to have inherited Xavi and Iniesta, right? <laughs> uh, where are you going to go next? Bayern Munich, one one fucking club league, right? Yeah. Any cunt can turn up and win the league. Turn up there, spend millions of pounds, get them to do one-twos backwards and sideways, right, <laughs> until they win the league. Where are you going to go next? Richest club in the world, Man City, Buy a load of players, get them to do backwards and sideways one twos. Make sure I 
stand on the touchline, fucking just making sure that the cameras are constantly on my beautiful face, yeah. making loads of elaborate tactical fucking gestures with my hands, yeah. right? The cunt has never had a tough job in his life. He has filled his teams with Dressed. the best players. The only hard league he's ever been in, right, is the Premier League. He won the league twice, but he's not going to win it this year. Didn't win it last year. Didn't win it in his first year and has never got beyond the quarterfinals of the fucking Champions League. I don't know how that cunt is still in a job because I'm telling you, Sam Allardyce would do better. Dressed like a dad who still accompanies his son to gigs, even though his son doesn't want him to anymore. Yeah. He hasn't got the heart to tell him. He was yeah. in Barcelona and they were like, well, what about defenders? He went, ah, oh, I don't know anything about defenders. Put Mascarano centre-back. Yeah, he's he, all there's right. There's no place in midfield for him anymore. He goes centre-back. He now he's stick- at Man City and he spent I, 400 I, million on defenders that can't defend. He's not, he's not really bought one successful defender. No. I don't know if he bought company. No, he didn't. Company was already there. He was already there. He bought Laporte, who's the only good defender he bought, but he's been injured most of the time. Or John Stones. Yeah, that's a failure signing. <laughs> All of his centre-back signings have been a failure. Jalapeño. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jalapeño. This has been my favorite about Guardiola from a long time back, but it becomes more credible with each passing month because, you know, I was saying this a year ago, that was before he got fucking dumped out in the quarterfinals of the Champions League and failed to put up any sort of defence of the title, right? Then, against West Ham on Saturday, we got a very credible one-all draw. It was a close game. The draw was probably a fair result. Either side could have nicked it. Um, He turns up in a post-match interview and he's sulking. The bloke is sulking. This is basically the equivalent of a spoiled kid who every year gets the whole fucking Argos catalogue toy section for Christmas, right? And then one year, he gets one toy less than usual and he is fucking fuming and won't talk to anyone about it, right? (laughs) 
it, it's like he came on camera and he was just shrugging. They were going, oh, what do you think? He went, and they said, credit to West Ham. They gave him the opportunity. I know it's a platitude. But it's something that everyone does. They sit, they gave him the opportunity to praise the opposition, which is partly being gracious and partly almost shifting the attention away from your own defeat, yeah. right? And it's just something you do. And it's a you know it's a nice thing of the interview. To, you know you got to give credit to West Ham. They gave you a tough match today, and he just shrugged, right? And the bloke pushed him on it a bit more and said, "He he went. It was a hard game for you." And he went, "Well, all the games are hard." And then they <laughs> go, but, but West Ham in particular put up a good performance. Went, yeah, they had a good first half. And I thought, he can't bring him. He's sulking because he didn't win. Because he's turned up at a club like West Ham where, to be fair, I think they'd put, I think the aggregate score of every previous game against Man City since we moved was 22-1 to them, right? <laughs> just at the London Stadium. And so he's turned up and just thought, well, we'll just win this 5-0. And they've drawn one all, but... It sounds like I'm being biased because it was West Ham, but it brought it home to me. I thought, this is a guy who's had everything his own way. He's had it easy. And when things get tough, which they are now, he's sulking. But who? I don't yeah. know. Presumably his players. Well, that won't work out for him. If he starts getting the ump with the players and being like, well, it's not that I'm a bad manager. It's that the players aren't trying hard enough for me. Yeah. Well, well I mean, th- that only ends one way, mate. Klopp's the same as well. Liverpool hardly ever lose, but when they do, fucking hell. The fucking cob on that Klopp usually has. Yeah. Yeah, it's everyone's fucking fault. And this was yeah. just a draw, right? Yeah. But the thing about Klopp is, he's come into a club that had underperformed for years and years, right? Massive club. And fair enough, he won in the Champions League and then the league. So, to be fair, he has got some credit in the bank for now, right? Mm. But Guard, and also, he'd, he'd won the league and got the Champions League final at Dortmund, who are not a small club, but it's fucking hard to win the league in the Bundesliga if you're not yeah. buying Munich, right? But Guardiola, I mean, yeah, Barcelona with Messi, that's a one that's a one horse race, right? Bayern Munich is a one horse race every year. Man City, he's he could have gone to any club in the Premier League. He chose Man City because Man City were offering unlimited resources to him. Yeah. Well, I mean, Barcelona's not a one-horse race with Real Madrid there, but I like to in, in no, in They didn't years, win it every season either. What he did was he had an exceptional set of players. Yeah. Right? An exceptional set of players, including the arguably the best player of all time in his prime. Yeah. And yet somehow his ego is such that he's managed to make the story of that team, a team who incidentally <clears> I found absolutely fucking mind-numbingly boring to watch, Right. Because of all the one twos, it's something clicking. No, that's on my computer. Well, I can hear it to turn it off. Right. <laughs> It'd be funny if I had been clicking like an. You start colouring in again, like, like some sort of African tribal language. That when I get really heated <laughs> about something I'm ranting about to do with football, I start sort of half going into a tribal language where I click. Uh, and right. Anyway, anyway. Let's yeah. Carry anyway, on. just just lastly, right. He had that. How could he make the story of that team, right, an exceptional team featuring the greatest player of all time in his prime? Guardiola has still managed to manoeuvre and manipulate that story to be about him and his tactical (laughs) genius. Give me a fucking break, right? We're all tactical geniuses. We've got fucking Lionel Messi up front, mate. (laughs) Anyway, Anyway. back to egotistical managers in the fictional realm. We can see Roy... Uh, and he's standing there with absolute shock and disbelief on his face at that goal that Melchester's just scored. 
And he says, now I've seen everything. This game gets crazier and crazier. <laughs> and then there's Taffy Morgan sat on the bench looking slumped. And he just says, but the lads are still in it, Roy, even if they've no right to be. <laughs> so there we are. What is it now? 4-3. Yeah, they are fucking still in it. It says Blackie Gray was doing his best to organise the Rovers. Blackie heads the ball to Mervyn Wallace and at the same time as he heads a, a football at speed that you'd get in a football match, he says, Now, Merv, let's string together some passes. Keep that ball moving. Now, that doesn't seem very realistic to me. I don't think you can no. come up with a sentence like that with a, a flick-on header, but that's all right. But uh, Mervyn hears it all, uh, processes it, and replies, With pleasure, Blackie. Uh, and he does a, what's described as a hit or miss thunderbolt. It seemed to have equaliser written all over it, but saved. And the keeper tips it over. Corner to Melchester. This could be their last chance. <laughs> Whoa, fuck me. Look at this. No, there's the whistle. It's all over. They have, they fucking lost. Fucking hell, I can't good. believe this. Teach them a fucking lesson. What? Teach them a bit of humility. This is not Roy of the Rovers stuff. It's not. TM trademark. This is when Simple. this is when Roy of the Rovers went through a gritty phase where they tried Jesus. to make things more authentic. I mean, I don't think it's in this book, but in 1983, I think, fucking Roy leaves Melchester. I know. And he goes to you. play for a goes London club. Walford. Walford, which is where EastEnders nicked the idea from. Is that what it is? They must have, because oh. it was a London club, and it was made quite a big deal. Oh, I can't believe he's going to this London club, Walford Rovers, is right? It? They, That's I in 83. Yeah. 85 East Enders started, and they've decided to call the fictional East London suburb Walford. Walford, yeah. Well, you got there up, you go. You know, got I hope um, Roy the Rovers comics, IPC comics, I think it was. I hope they uh, negotiated a legal settlement. But there. Fucking hope um, so. No, there's the whistle. It's all over. And Duncan Mackay goes, oh, it, it cannot be. This is Roy of the Rovers. This doesn't happen. This is not Roy of the Rovers stuff. <laughs> this is an abomination. <laughs> an injustice. I and shall take this to the highest authorities. Contrary to the narrative traditions of this comic strip. I shall take this issue to the comics ombudsman <laughs> and have it reassessed. And uh, Blackie says, I'm afraid that it's Duncan. We've lost the game at last. Well, I mean, they were losing fucking left, right and centre last season when they got relegated, so... Yeah. It was bound to happen eventually. Uh, what? Whoa. Whoa, hang on. It says Noel Baxter pointed an accusing finger at Roy. Oh, careful. Fuck no, you yeah. dickhead. And he says, what a manager. His first game back in charge after lying around in hospital and we go and lose our unbeaten record. Hey, no. Excuse me, but I've been shot in the head, you Come cunt. Here, I was in a fucking coma. You right? I wasn't so much lying around. I was at death's fucking door, cunt. I'm not taking this from any of you, cunts. And then Merv Wallace says, can't let him get away with it, lads. What's this? Open revolt? Yeah. What the Let's fuck? kick his head in. <laughs> Pull his pads down. Come on. Yeah, hold on. Let's wank him off. What, what Blackie? Oh, nothing. I just sort of thought, you know, in the spirit of us all, you know, we'd all gone a bit mad and anarchic. I thought maybe we could pull his pants on and wank him off in front of the crowd. 
I forgot those kids are you though. Forget that. Ah, that. Forget it. Don't. Oh, pay no mind to me. It's just Blackie's <laughs> just being a bit silly. <laughs> and Merv Wallace <laughs> says, he'll have to go on a lap of dishonour. And they all pick him up and Roy goes, oh, why you, you half-baked. Then, <laughs> Someone that- says, Duncan says, wowee, wowee. I'm choosing to believe that it's not Duncan, that it's one of the crowd seeing oh, that. Yeah, or, 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 or Paco's peeking over top. Yeah. Could be a Paco. Eh, wowee. <laughs> it's a word. Wow, wait, this is mad. <laughs> this is local. Fiesta time. Arriba. <laughs> um, I'm choosing to believe that Duncan McKay doesn't say wowee. I'm not having that. Wowee. <laughs> doesn't. Not, not something you can sort of hear in a Scottish accent, isn't it? Well, no is one it? says wowee in Scotland. No. Why have I said wowee? <laughs> I've been down here, something to bother for too long. I'm, I'm saying all sort of shit. I'll be going back to the comics ombudsman with this frame as well. Hmm. The other day I said, co blimey. <laughs> and Roy is uh, being carried around on the shoulders and he goes, ah, well, if I can't beat this crazy rabble, I guess I might as well join them. Uh, Noel Baxter says, let's go. And Merv says, smile at the nice people, Roy. You stupid cunts, you've just lost for the first yeah. time this season. Yeah. And this is what makes me sick about Melchester. Yeah. They'd sort of immediately said, I mean, what? I don't care if Roy's just come back. Now is not the time or the place yeah. to stick a fucking the boss on your shoulders and do a lap of honour. Every just point lost. is crucial. Yeah, yeah, every point is crucial. And it, it, it's just indicative of what a fucking mess of a club it is. Their soppy-ass fucking fans will lap mm. this up. Well, they're, you know they're I mean? the Instead problem. Of the fans, head. If the fans are a bit more fucking switched on, knew mm. about football and fucking demanded a bit more, then the club wouldn't be in the position they're yeah. in. How hard can it be to smuggle a gun into a football stadium in 1982? Someone <laughs> else should shoot the fucker. Yeah. All of them. Well, in the 60s one of Roy, I'm reading, they've got a, um, this this fan's got a camera that, he, he um, what he does is, this like fan who's like Trevor Brinson, he gets, yeah. but the 60s version, he want he wants to get the Rovers knocked out of the cup because they mm. banned him from the ground, right, for being a cunt. Yeah. So they, they want to, he, he decides he wants to get them knocked out of the FA Cup. So what he does is, right, it's such extreme lengths. He he arranges to meet a, a photographer from a local paper, right, mm-hmm. pretending to be someone from the PR team at Melchester. Yeah. Then he bashes the photographer over the back of the head with a fucking sock <laughs> filled with rocks. Right, it's it's so violent. Roy the Rovers in the sixties, right? Knocks the cunt unconscious, right? Nicks his camera, right, and his hat and his press pass to get into the ground, right? <laughs> then he modifies the camera while he's inside the ground, what? right? Gets into the press pen at the front of the stand, just behind the advertising hoardings, yeah. and uses the camera as a makeshift gun to fire pellets <laughs> at Roy and Blackie every time they go to shoot. Right? He's literally shooting them out of a modified camera whilst disguised as a local photographer. And like they're, t- they're both brilliant. on goal at various times and they're just about to shoot and suddenly they go, ah, and fall over, right? And they go, what did you miss that open goal for? And Blackie goes, oh, sorry, like, and I was going to shoot and then it felt like I'd been shot with a pellet in the arm. <laughs> That's Fucking like- mad. That's like an overhang from like the war stories and all that from comics yeah. back then, isn't it? It's sort yeah. of like 
well, just violence. Yeah, loads of it's violence, and it is because it was in Tiger, the comic mm. Tiger, and most of the other stories were like boys' own war stories. Yeah. So it's all about fighting baddies. Yeah. So in pretty much every week, Roy chins someone or gets Tiger. shot or something like that. Tiger, yeah, the t- UK's t- number one violent comic for boys. <laughs> With more violence per page than any other comic on the UK newsstand. Guaranteed. <laughs> Not just the quantity, but the quality of violence too. Priming our young men for the next war. For the violent world that they must grow up in. A world of fights in pub car parks. The violent world of leaded petrol. <laughs> Look, you know. Ah, so there we are. They're giving him a fucking uh, a chair and around the pitch, a lap of honour, or a lap of dishonour, as they've called it. It says, no one seemed to care that Rovers had just lost their first match of the season after 34 games. 34 fucking games? When did these get played? We've not seen 34 games yeah. again. We've seen yeah. about seven at the yeah. most. How many did Alf Ramsey fucking take charge of? I neither uh, know nor care. <laughs> I have never been a man for statistics. They bore me. I have compartmentalised my time at Melchester Rovers and have forgotten about it completely. That's the next job. I'm back in Greece, sunning myself in a tiny pair of Speedo swimming pants <laughs> on a beach in, on the island of Mykonos. This is how I earn a living now. I have not passed a single thought to, to about Melchester for several months. <laughs> I've bought some scrub land and a planet to open a small zoo filled with tigers. <laughs> it shall be called Alf Ramsey's Mykonos Tiger Zoo. <laughs> and yes, I shall wank them all myself every morning. <laughs> and no, Roy Race, you are not invited. <laughs> you are your retarded son. <laughs> the zoo shall close for a siesta at 1pm every day. And I'll wank the tigers again then. I shall not sleep. (laughs) How shall I monetize the tigers? (laughs) Well, first of all, I shall sell their spunk as erectile dysfunction medication to gullible men living in the West. (laughs) I will wait for the spunk to dry and I shall roll it between my thumb and forefinger into a pellet. I shall then fill a plastic bottle with those pellets... (laughs) And I shall sell them using classified advertisements in pornographic magazines and local newspapers. I shall call them tiger pills. (laughs) I shall endorse them myself. There will be a picture of my face on the bottle. Give your day a pep with a tiger pill. Do you think that we won the World Cup with soft cocks? Of course we didn't. We took tiger pills. I gave my boys tiger pills before and after every game. The the England fans were happy, and so were their wives. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. That's Alf Ramsey's tiger pills for a firm, true, strong erection. Get more details in the back section of this month's Dave. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna to have to do Ramsey's biography next year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um Oh, someone nearby's doing some drilling. Don't know if you can hear that on oh, the Oh, That's nice. Fucking hell. 
Off to drilling. Right, uh, so where are we? Yeah. Um, well, I didn't realise it was 34 games they've been unbeaten. They're pretty much up anyway. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the fans are saying, ha ha, hooray, we still love you, Racy. Uh, and about the 34 game unbeaten run ending, one of them goes, who cares? They're certain of promotion anyway. <laughs> 34 games in, you're going to want to keep it going, aren't you? Yeah. Right, anyway, quick shift in tone. Uh, it says, but as the Rovers carried their beaming cargo, as they described Roy, back down the tunnel, cargo, mm-hmm. uh, fucking Ben Galloway's there to fucking spoil oh, the party. fucking Galloway's here. Fucking talk about a buzzkill. What is it now, you fat cunt? What is it, cunt? Hurry up. Get out of with. Roy, I've just had a phone call from the police. They found your cousin, Arnie Meckiff. Oh. At last. Where was he, Ben? <laughs> And there's a lot of uh, exposition coming here because we've got a close-up of, of Galloway's fucking square head while he tells us what's been going on. He says, uh, operating his crooked land racket in London. London of all places, fucking hell. And that's not all. Elton Blake is back in the country. He's on his way to Melchester to volunteer a statement to the police. Fuck, it's all coming together in one day here, isn't it? Uh, it says, the two men Ben Galloway had mentioned were both wanted for questioning in connection with the attempt on Roy's life, in case he had not fucking up to speed. Fucking idiot yeah. nine-year-olds. Um, Galloway says, they've already accounted for Vic Guthrie and Arthur Logan, which just leaves Trevor Brinsden. Where the blazes is he? Uh, Roy says, I'm certain it was Brinsden's voice I heard on the answer phone just before I was shot. <laughs> Has he said that before? I don't that remember new? that. That's new info, isn't it? Hi, Roy. You don't know who this is, but I'm on my way to your office to shoot you. <laughs> and then we see Trevor Brinsden on a massive poster, a massive wanted poster on the stadium at Melchester. It says, Trevor Brinsden, a troublesome fan. Fucking troublesome, all right? Suspected of murder. Oh, I did Arnie Metcalf's um, uh, oh, yeah. voice then. I wasn't sure if you were pretending to be Trevor Brinsden, pretending mm-hmm. to be someone else. Nah, nah, Trevor oh. Brinsden... Trevor Brinsden talks like that, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Like a fucking Grinchel Yobbo. Yeah, like uh, Ripper Stetson. Yeah. Trevor Brinsden, a troublesome fan, had threatened Roy after being banned from Melchester's home games. But now it looked as if the net was closing on the man who had tried to kill Roy Race. And there we see Brinsden's face. a great fierce. poster of... I would, I mean... Maybe it's quite hate, enigmatic. I would hate to be a suspect in an attempted murder, obviously. But... I wouldn't mind a poster like that of yeah. me up around the London Stadium. He looks enigmatic. He looks fucking great yeah. on that, doesn't he? He does. He looks a brilliant. Bit like um, Che Guevara, almost. Yeah, I'm gonna get. <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can get a poster like that. Stick it up in yeah. my house. Of you? No, or of Trevor Brinston. Of Trevor Brinston. <laughs> We've already got Trevor Brinston t-shirts, which actually, believe it or not, since I last mentioned them being the worst seller ever on our store, yeah. someone did buy a few. Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> I'll have to get one myself. So that's the end of that. Uh, and it says, next part, part. Uh, and there's a little bit of speech marks here. And it says, and when you run out on Saturday, creep, I'll be there. Oh, who the fuck's saying that? Someone's talking tough. Creep. <clears throat> right. So that's that marks out a 10 for that one, son. Eight. Just an eight. Just an eight. I'm going to give that it a nine. that much. I'm going to give it a nine. I enjoyed it. And I think... Um, I bet you, you can knock one off for Duncan Mackay's... Um, wowee! Stuff. Yeah, you can knock wow-wee. one off for that. Wowee! There's no yeah. tough way of saying wowee. I've played it a million times, trust me. It's just not doable. 
Well, I'm giving it a nine. But anyway, we'll be back with another one next week. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, TFN tickets. Bye bye.